This is Jackets Debrief, a show about the Columbus Blue Jackets, the National Hockey League, and part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Welcome everyone to today's show. Uh, it is, it's a good day. Um, it's weird because here we are, it's the week of Thanksgiving, which I hope everyone out there stays safe and has a great Thanksgiving. However, you're going to celebrate it, whether that's, you know, staying at home and, and just watching some football or maybe binging a show, or maybe you're, you know, cooking a big t- turkey all for yourself. Who knows? But whatever you're doing this Thanksgiving, be safe. Um, take care and, and, you know, I hope it's a great one for you. But it's a good Sunday. Um, for those of you who have listened to the show for any length of time, you know I'm a Browns fan. That team is 7-3. and three. Back going to the first game of the season when they just got thumped by Baltimore. If someone had told me that they'd be 7-3 and three here going into Thanksgiving, I would be stunned. But there's a sadness because uh, I, I, I always associate Thanksgiving with I don't always associate it with it, but I, I have that. Yeah, you know how people say things like, oh, well, you know who's a real playoff contender by American Thanksgiving, which isn't really a good saying because it's not exactly true. Uh, but it's when they say that now, I'm like, oh, it's Thanksgiving, and we, we still don't exactly know when the hockey season is going to start. And we're there's rumors coming out now, and there's stories coming out, but but we'll see where it goes. Now, I'm starting, as I normally do, with the beer of the week. And I have a confession. This is the first beer of the week that I'm not looking forward to. And and it's already a beer that I am I'm okay with it at times. Uh it is a Kentucky bourbon barrel ale, but this is Kentucky bourbon barrel peppermint porter. That's that's what we have here, folks. I Bourbon barrel beer has always been a little sweet to me, so I'm not the biggest fan. But that peppermint, I'm, I, I am just not overly <laughs> enthused about what I am about to drink. But this is what happens when you keep trying beers. Uh, according to their website, warm up this season with a special release of Kentucky Bourbon Barrel Peppermint Porter with just the right amount of chocolate and peppermint. This bourbon barrel aged porter is the perfect complement to a warm fire. Notes of bourbon and toffee complement the roasted malts in the brew, and the result is a peppermint patty cocktail in your glass. 8.2% alcohol. Oh, boy. Here we go. Let's try this bad boy here. the color of a winter beer so that's not a bad thing but uh... Whew. yeah it's it's that is strongly peppermint my goodness oh wow um all right yeah let's see how this goes Oh, that is. Oh, what in the? 
Oh, geez. So I don't know what they did. You get that scent of peppermint in it. And you more smell it than taste it, although you kind of can pick it up on the edges of your tongue. But it might be that there's so much sweetness trying to happen in this beer that, man, does it hit as bitter. I mean, let me try. It's not great. Um, After a couple of drinks, it's a touch better, but, man, it really hits as bitter there when you get to... And you have the aftertaste of peppermint. Not great. I mean, maybe if you like sweet beers, maybe, you know, if you can pick up one somewhere, do it. If you really want to try it, it wouldn't be my recommendation at all. Uh, I'm not, I'm not even sure if that would go with anything. I'm not sure what, that's just not great. I'm not a big fan of that. Wow, I can say that conclusively. That is the first real beer I've had on this show that I am just out and outright against. I don't know what it is about it. I mean, I know I do know what it is about. It. It's that weird sweet, and then there's that weird bitterness that that creates, and that is no good. That is not something that I I enjoy at all there. Ugh, not a fan. Anyway, moving on to real hockey news of the week. The one real Blue Jackets note I got out of this week. Um, there was a story there by uh, Tom Galetti from NHL.com. He did a quick sit down with uh, with the Armo Kekalainen. And the one real word of note was uh, when asked about Pierre-Luc Dubois, he said, we've been in this situation before where we've had RFAs that want to take their time to agree on a contract. And we respect that. And they have that right, Kekalainen said. But I'm confident he'll be signed before training camp starts. What I've been saying for a while now is some people have been worrying about the Pierre-Luc Dubois situation is as long as he is signed by by training camp, I'm not worried about it. It sounds like Yarmo's thinking that's going to happen. I, I think it's that situation of when you have time, take it. Um, it's the saying we've been saying on the show for a while now because right now he does have time. We don't even know when the season's starting. Um, I, I mean, as of right now, you know, my guess is they'll give the, they'll have to give the players at least two weeks notice to get back into the states and everything. I think Dubois is still in Columbus, so I don't think Dubois is going to have a hard time once it kind of gets down to the nitty gritty that you got to make a deal that he'd just be able to do it pretty easily there. So I'm I'm filled with filled with a little bit of confidence after that. So that's that's good. Um, I think that's a, a good a good sign of what's going on there. All right, um, so we're going to have a quick word from uh, one of our our sister shows here on the Hockey Podcast Network, and we'll come back with this week's guest. Did you know that your favorite band also loves your favorite hockey team? If you love hockey and you love music, you're going to love Bar Down Breakdown, a podcast that explores the crossover between alternative music and the sport we love, hockey. Every NHL player wants to be in a band. And every band guy wants to be an, 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 you know, a pro athlete. With guests from all over the globe, come along with us as we interview some of the most captivating names in alternative music and talk about why we love hockey and how it's influenced us. You know, there was a, for a few seconds, I thought, like, well, maybe we should wear a Montreal jersey. Then the NHL was like, mm, I think you should stay neutral. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, yeah, you know what? You're probably right. So tune in every Tuesday on the Hockey Podcast Network. 
where we'll have a brand new guest and a unique look into the bridge between hockey and music. And everyone, welcome to the show from uh, Doubler Hockey po- Prospects, Dave Hall. How are you doing today, Dave? I'm doing great, thanks. How are you doing? I'm doing real well, thanks. Uh, so it's it's been a few weeks since we spoke. Not a whole lot's changed. I mean, we uh, all we did have the Domi trade, I think, in the meantime there. But we, you and me kind of chat about that off air at different times. Yep. So uh, something I wanted to run by is something I've heard. Now that we're starting to get more people talking about the season starting and all that, um there seems to be this consensus starting to form that the blue Jacks didn't really get better this off season. And that's, I'm not sure about that. What do you think about that? Do you think they're a better team now than they were in the last season? Yeah, I don't see why not. I mean, I'd like, like you said, we spoke about the Domi, even like, I think it was like a day before it happened or something, a couple days before it actually happened. And I think Domi definitely makes them better. I also think the addition of Koivu will really help that, uh, that middle as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't see why not. I, I, there was a couple moves on the D that I didn't, in particularly like, but I understood why they had to do it. Um, you know, like guys like Nudivar. I thought Nudivar was a a real solid, you know, second pairing, third pairing guy for them. Uh, could play the right hand side. I don't know. I, I I think overall, I think I don't think they got worse or better. Um, I like that Andrew Peak or Gabriel Carlson might get a better chance this year uh, with those options out of the way but uh yeah i don't know it's, it's kind of it, to be honest it's been like that for a lot of teams where it's just kind of been like yeah it's been an off season nothing nothing really positive nothing really negative we'll see what happens yeah i mean and in one of those analysis i saw somebody was was um essentially saying hey you gave away a, a essentially a second pairing guy and in, in uh, ryan murray but I mean, the Blue Jackets have a strong second pair without Ryan Murray between Gavrikov and, and Savard. Totally. And there's just this weird... In my mind, the reason I think they're better, and again, all this can change if they have anywhere near the injuries they did last year. That may derail the whole thing. Yeah. But I, I see, in my mind, it's, okay, you addressed a weakness you had. You've You've got stronger forwards than you had last year. And you traded who are probably the... I mean, Ryan Murray, if you're talking about him, I mean, you could have on last year's team, he was anywhere between the third to fifth best defenseman on the team. Yep. The Marcus Nudavara deal, as much as I like like Nudavara, I, I don't think you're having a big step down if you, you know, maybe have Andrew Peake in the lineup more. Maybe you do a little bit, but I don't think it's yeah, I don't no. think it's too big a deal there. Yeah, and I so I, I'm I'm feeling pretty decent about where this team is now. I know that as far as your opinion, because I know we all hear and read a hundred different news sources on this stuff. Hmm. I mean, do you think they're going to be able to pull this off by trying to play January first? Do you think we're still in? Personally, I I don't think January first will happen. That's just me personally. Just based on the timeline, and especially now with you know the news of the players not necessarily agreeing with what they've what they've been offered I, but that's not to say i don't think january is out of the question i just don't think january 1st is technically the date like i, I could see a mid-january potentially even a little bit later january um i don't know there's just there's too many things going on that's you know that's just over a month away we still have to have people come back like i know there's been a few players that have already returned but you know we still got emil bemstrom playing over in helsinki and you know they, they got to make their way over and 
do their two week quarantine plus training camp. I don't know. I just see January first to be a, a little bit, a uh, little bit too soon. But I, I could, I could definitely see a January. Yeah, I mean, you're if everything goes off without a hitch from the day you announce to the puck drop. I mean, being a month would be a tight, tight squeeze. So I can see yeah. what you're saying there because it just. Like you're saying, the guys who are in Europe currently, them having to get back over here, do the quarantine, do everything else, along with the NHL having to figure out everything else they're doing. Now, my guess is they probably have three or four schedules already drawn up, ready to go, just based on who knows what we see. But my guess is you might even see the team them put trying to push back another two, three weeks because it sounds like we're starting to get good news on a, on a vaccine. I almost wonder if they're going to try and even push back a little more saying, Hey, we, the sooner we can get that, the sooner there's widespread use of the vaccine, we might be able to get more fans and stands in places. So I, I could almost see them pushing back because of the vaccine news. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I also know that I'm pretty sure is what July 15th was their set date to finish just because of the Olympics. And so I, I just don't, I, I don't, I don't see them going 40, you know, games in the forties. I feel like they have to get at least 56 in to make it worthwhile. So I just don't, I don't know. I just don't see if, if it's going to be pushed back to February. I just personally don't see how that's, how it's even possible. That's just me, of course, but I, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. It's going to get, it's going to get tight. I mean, it's not, it's not good in any way you look at it. I mean, you, obviously you don't want this situation going on, but you just, we're getting to the point of we either need to start hearing something soon or you're going to start questioning if the season's going to happen. I mean, January 1st, probably, probably Thanksgiving's about as late as they could announce trying to push for a January 1st start. Yeah. yeah At that yeah. point, we're talking, like you said, probably January 15th. Because once you've missed January 1st, I mean, you know, it could maybe you go the 10th or the 15th or whatever, but there's no, there's no magical date out there after January 1st. So Yeah, definitely not. I just feel like, you know, they, they're going to plan all this stuff and they have all these contingency plans, but I just, I, I almost feel like maybe the best way to go about it is just to go and do it, live it. And then kind of, you know, MLB did, I'm, I mean, MLB is not the greatest, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, way to look at it, but you know, at least just go with it and then take on whatever happens at the time. You know what I mean? Just at least get the season going. Yeah. I mean, it, cause the end, I mean, that, that lesson of, you gotta at this point you've got to build in some some uh some elasticity for yourself, some ability to roll with the punches. Cause the NFL, they've put in a contingency now where if for some reason the whole season isn't played, there will be an automatic expansion of the playoffs. Right. So that teams who, you know, might have not gotten a play. So if we have some teams at sixteen games and some teams at fifteen, a team won't miss the playoffs because they only got fifteen games in. Yeah. Which I, I mean, little ideas like that. Now, baseball did a lot of rescheduling, but I, I mean, I could see, you know, NHL. I've heard people say things like they're just going to build in a blank two weeks at the end of the season that they could add into. But that I, I see a lot of wisdom in that at this point because if you're going to play, you don't know what's going to happen. Totally. Well, and that's that's the other thing too. Like if you start to, you got like you just said, you got to give yourself some wiggle room at the end. So, you know, starting in February, where are you going to fit those games in? You know, like it. I don't know. It, it just seems crazy. At this point, you're going four games a week, uh, you know, at minimum. And it just, I don't know. It, the further it goes, the more, the less I think it's going to happen. But I don't know. I, I'm, I'm still, I'm still hopeful, obviously. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think we could still get a, a season tantamount to, you know, something relatively close to like what we saw the last time there was that 
half season lockout. I mean, we could get at least something like that. Um, and, and maybe they, maybe they make a last minute change and go, Hey, yeah, the season will be shorter, but maybe we'll do an expanded playoffs like we did last time. Something, something different. I mean, that again, having another year that we all know is going to be weird. I, I think we can all live with if we get a season, if we get some kind of hockey season, just a little bit of hockey. <laughs> just oh man. <laughs> at, at this point, my life is, is beer football and uh plan xbox so i mean it's not i mean you just you, you can only you can only you can only wait so long for this at least there's been uh some good ncaa games on that michigan team is is fun to watch if you haven't checked them out i highly suggest watching them Mi- michigan is uh it is a constant uh for at least at least in the harbaugh era it has been a constant source of uh fun for Ohio State fans yes, to, just, yes. to just see. Because even when they win, it's like, oh, okay, good for them. They won one. That's yeah. nice. And uh, I, I will say I've always been an Ohio State fan that kind of wished Michigan – I want Michigan to be great. I want the game at the end of the season. Because I remember years ago when I, was, when I was in college, it was Ohio State, Michigan, and they were one versus two. Right. And in my mind, I want that every year. I want those two to be the best two teams in the league. I'm surrounded by Buckeye fans who want – michigan to be terrible but i i want michigan to be good so I, I want them to to be able to compete with with you know be be a team that has a chance at the playoffs and that kind of stuff so yeah and you know what i might have uh i might have upset some people i realize i'm i'm over up here in canada so uh to me the, the rivalries aren't even you know i just i just watch the games <laughs> anyways yeah no when you're down here it it's something you especially in ohio man it's something you live like i, I, you, I even say michigan then <laughs> Oh no, you're fine. You're fine. You're not. You're not. You're not from here, so it's not as big a deal. But it just when you're in, like I remember growing up, literally. And this is this is one of the reasons I love that Ohio State just keeps beating them over the last few years. Every year at school, like when you're in elementary, all week there's decorations up. There's all this stuff that's beat Michigan and all this stuff. And when I was a kid, if you if you don't know the history of college football. Ohio State had a coach named John Cooper, who in eleven years went one nine and one against Michigan. So, like my entire childhood, we could not beat Michigan. Yeah, and it was just it just sucked. So now that we do beat them, seems like every year it's it's a fun turnaround. Yeah, for sure. And as a as a segue into fun turnarounds, let's talk about these retro reverse jerseys. Uh, <laughs> I love the sigh. Yeah, yeah. So we'll start with it this way. Are there any that you like? Yeah. So, and I, I'm actually kind of surprised because I don't technically like, I don't like anything about the LA Kings, but I actually really like LA's. Um, yeah, I know I'm a fan of LA's. Um, I just, I just think that they can actually pull off the purple. And I like that they went with the Kings logo rather than the crown. Um, I don't know. I just like the look of that one. Um even though it looks like Subway sandwich, I don't mind the Minnesota one either. <laughs> um, what's the other one I liked? I I love I love the Whalers jerseys, but I don't actually like that they went with gray with this one. Um, but you know the originals, like the green ones that they were wearing last last year, I loved. But those aren't that bad. But other than that, I mean, I, oh, sorry, and I do like St. Louis's, surprisingly. I just love that jersey, the old school one that they wore last year. I just think that's a great jersey. 
with the red you like it with the red I, somehow I, i'm not really sure why uh, i'll be <laughs> quite honest but i don't really necessarily like it just by looking at it but i felt when they wore a jersey like this last year when they were on the ice it looked good that's fair uh, enough that's just my opinion but other than that i don't know i <laughs> there were there was some where i just felt they were trying way too hard <laughs> So I, the ones that I was a fan of, I I really liked the Minnesota one. Yeah, I I I mean maybe it's something about it being the old North Star colors. In my mind, that looks better than what they wear normally. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's a better color scheme for them. Um, I love the logo too. I think that's my favorite logo. To be honest, like once you actually like look it up close, look at it close, it's a great logo. I think it works a lot better with those colors too. Because you have the green trees, you've got the you know the night sky there and and the the moon and all that. I think I think it works better with those. I as much as it's it's diving into '90s kid nostalgia, I do like the Calgary Flames one with the goofy horse, Lasty. See, see the only <laughs> problem with that one is as uh, West Coaster Vancouver, you know, born and bred. That that's basically just the Canucks jersey with a horse on it. <laughs> Well, no. this year, <laughs> this year the joke seems to have been how many players from the Canucks can the Flames yeah. get. So, I mean, they took the jersey too. Now they fully transitioned. <laughs> jersey now, yeah. Um. Oh, the Ducks. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I just. I, <laughs> out of out of that group, I like the Arizona one. I yeah, like it. I, yep, for sure. I like it again. It's more kind of kitschy fun. I I don't know if I'd want this to be a full time thing for him, but I like it. Um, I don't know New- how it's going to look on the ice, but yeah, New Jersey going back to the red and green. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I do like that one for sure. Uh, the Islanders. <laughs> that one makes me laugh. I... <laughs> it's <laughs> like, it's one of those things. I don't know if you've ever, whenever you watch a reality show and it's one of those reality shows that are like, Oh, somebody has to be a fashion designer. Somebody has to bake cakes or whatever. Like there's times where you'll watch it and it'll be like, hey, that person did a good job, but they didn't really follow the rules of the challenge. Yeah, that's I mean, that's what the Islanders did. Like the Islanders original jersey is good. And that's pretty much what we've got here. So it's not maybe a darker shade of blue. Maybe I think that's all that it is. I think their regular jerseys are lighter blue and this is darker. What's even more of a slap of the fa- in the face is the next day they put out all this swag that was all the fisherman stuff, which is what all the fans wanted anyways. Right, and like so I, make the jersey, but now you could buy the toque, you could buy the backpack. In my <laughs> mind, if you're the or if you're the Islanders, you pull the flames, you buy into the kitsch, and you do the fisherman just in the regular orange and blue for sure. Because because they also did a weird color thing with the fisherman where there was like a teal, it, like it was just weird and aqua, and it was like wavy at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, buy just just use the fisherman as the crest. You could leave the rest the same, and I, people would buy the crap out of that. One hundred percent. Instead, they just rolled the exact same jersey out. Love it. Yeah. Very Lou Lamorello of them. Um, Detroit's has got to be the most lazy attempt yep. at something. Yeah, they it's it's their practice jersey for sure. Uh, with a little <laughs> bit of a silver trim, which is fine. <laughs> I mean, the thing about Detroit is, uh, like one of my good buddies, he's a Detroit fan. And, you know, you can't really do much. There's no real retro you know, fitting for the Red Wings. They've always been the same, but I mean, yeah, this is just pure laziness, as you said. <laughs> yeah. I, the two good ideas I heard about Detroit was someone said you could invert the colors of the logo 
which I mean, I guess that might look a little different. Yeah. And then someone said, Hey, what if you did a real retro? Cause for the first two years they existed, the franchise was known as the Cougars. Yeah. Yeah. So they're... just do a, just do a full on rebrand with that Jersey. Be like, yeah, we're going to be the Cougars for four games or whatever. We're going to wear these. And fun fact about the Cougars actually. So I actually live in Victoria, BC and that's where the, the Cougars originally were from. And where I work, which is a rec center in a place called Oak Bay, uh, exactly where I work is where the original arena stood and they won their first Stanley Cup. Little there you go. Part. They could have given a shout out to their real roots uh, <laughs> with that jersey. The Victoria Krugers. I like it. Missed an opportunity. Um, the Stars one, I... You can't see the logo. Yeah. when that, That's going to look awful on the ice. Like you can't see anything. Because when you're on ice, fully lit, and you're on white ice, yeah, that's good. No sense. Yeah, and I've heard some people. I've heard from some places they've been saying that they're going to like full white shorts, white gloves, white everything with this one, and it's just going to look like bad stormtroopers. Yep. Yep. I, I don't know. Now, getting to the team that we we discuss on the show, the Blue Jackets. Eh. Yeah. I mean, it's there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's. I feel like that's the that's how it goes with most of these. Like, yeah, it's there. I don't love it. I don't hate it. Whatever. I do like the logo. Yeah, I I wanted to like this jersey. I wanted to like whatever the Blue Jacks did. Because in my mind, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna get it. and It'll be cool. And I'm the more I look at, it, I'm like, it's uh, yeah. I mean, I yeah, they could have the one the one idea I heard on how to fix this that would have made sense to me was do this. But you could do that like two tone blue from their third jerseys, and that might have worked. You had the light blue and the dark blue with the original CBJ logo. Yeah. That could be kind of cool. But I, I think the Blue Jackets fall into the same problem that like the Carolina Hurricanes do, in that they don't have that much of an interesting jersey history themselves. Yeah. yeah. So whereas the Blue Jackets just go with, eh, the Hurricanes are like, hey, let's just. Let's just twist the knife into Whaler fans. Let's yeah. just do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I am great. I love the Whalers, to be honest. I think those are some of the one of the best jerseys of all time. They are. They're gorgeous jerseys. I love the Whalers jerseys. I am where where these hit me, this one and the Colorado one, because the, the Colorado one everyone says they love too. And it 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 looks good. I will I will grant that. But my uh my little soapbox on those is being an Ohio guy and Remembering very well when the Browns were torn from Cleveland, I have a distinct dislike for teams moving. And so for a team that moves to then be like, hey, let's roll out this cool old thing from the old place we were that everybody loves. It, it feels like, I don't know, it feels like spitting on the grave a little bit. It's it's yeah. kind of, a, it's kind of this, uh, like yeah, I, I if, like if you're like if if the Browns had never come back, if the Ravens had been like, oh, we're gonna do a throwback and we're gonna do it's gonna be the Raven head, but it's gonna be an orange and brown now, and it'd been, oh, I'd have been ready to just hit somebody. I mean, that's totally one thing I don't <laughs> like about it is I, I I thought they were gonna go to their blue. I I don't know if you remember a couple months ago Nathan McKinnon had a picture where he you know he had a a, a baby blue glove in his be- in his bag and hinted that there's gonna be a new jersey. So you just kind of assume that. The Nordiques was going to be, you know, the the usual blue, but yeah. Anyways, 
Yeah, maybe they'll wear the blue jer- the blue gloves with this jersey. I don't know. And it, it's I'm interested. Yeah, I'm interested to see if they if the league has already like got an idea of what the matchups will be when they wear these, because I mean, obviously some of them are road jerseys and some of them are home jerseys, because we've got a lot of whites and a lot of blue and a lot of color jerseys there. Yep. So, I mean, obviously the Blue Jackets one's going to be intended to be worn at home. Uh, you know. Calgary home. I mean, you just you just wonder who they have these planned for. Yeah. Um, no, that's true. That's a good. That's a good point. Yeah. How so, often too? Like, oh, are we going to get to see these things is once next year or you know? Right. I I think I've heard them say like three or four times to pay. Like each franchise will choose differently. Sure. Um, like my guess is Colorado because they the Avalanche put up something on their Twitter account that was actually like a heat map across North America of who was ordering this Jersey. <laughs> so I think the Avalanche realized they've got something people like, and they're going to play into it. So I could, I'd expect teams like the Avalanche to wear it more. Sure. But when they're in Montreal, <laughs> but the, the thing I, the thing I, I got to wonder about these, um, oh, I lost it anyway. Yeah, it's a, it was a we it's an interesting concept that I think some teams landed better than others. So, yeah, it's you know it's definitely uh, we got nothing better to do right now. Let's come up with some sort of game plan idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, so any so what are you doing to to keep keep your mind occupied with there not being hockey going on? Are you are you trying to stream in the European games? Oh, yeah. Yeah, every day. Uh, luckily, I'm I'm working from home quite often, kind of half and half right now. So I you know. I, every morning I'm tapping into the KHL, the, the SHL. Can't find uh, Finnish games if my life depended on it. I can't really tap into the league of games, but definitely I'm watching more KHL than I've ever ever had in my life. I, I'm trying to follow some KHL because at this point, I, the three most exciting Blue Jackets that aren't in the NHL are all in the KHL. So All leading U21 skaters as well, all three of them. Yeah, I mean, they're... I, it, it's something. I am. I am very intrigued with how Yarmo is doing all of this. I mean, he just seems to. It's the old idea of if you can find somewhere that you think there's a market inefficiency, and it seems like he really thinks the inefficiency is people not willing to go after Russian players. And because when you draft a Russian player, there's that concern about, oh, is this guy gonna? Is he gonna stay in Russia for another two or three years? Um, being the perfect example, huh? Marchenko being the perfect example. Right. Marchenko is a great example. I mean, Gavrikov, there was a point a few years back where he came over to Columbus and when he was having dinner, news broke that he had signed a two-year extension in KHL before he left Russia. And, and I wonder if Yarmo has just made this decision of, I can be patient. Yeah. And and if he's if he's kind of got that confidence in, if, if he thinks ownership has that confidence in him, so he's just willing to, to kind of roll with it there. Yeah. I mean, he's he's done well. I mean, I mean, we've all seen what Marchenko can do now. Like, the kid's unstoppable right now, and Chinakov, he's he's uh, he's quickly turned a lot of heads. I mean, I don't know if like I, I I tried my best to pay as much attention to him and Marchenko and Borukov, and I don't know Chinakov. He he, that kid can shoot. Yeah, he's going to bring a lot of goals if he ever makes his way over. I I am looking forward to the. I, I just I hope whoever is running both CBJ social media and whoever is running in arena like the video operations and stuff is just preparing now a dozen different things with those clips from draft night where people were like, 
who's this guy? What's going on? Just because if he is good, those will be glorious. And, and I mean, the way it sounds, it sounds like all of those people are going to have a great sense of humor because they all were just dumbfounded and had no idea who he was, it seemed, on draft night. So yeah, everyone checking their notes. Yeah, that was great. That was I, great. I still think the best line was uh, Berkey doing the whole uh, he's a winger. Yeah. When they yeah, asked him if he left or right, he was like, he can play both. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> but, uh, no, I've yeah. watched a lot of him, and I can definitely say that he's got to work on obviously a, a couple of his you know defensive stuff, but overall, offensively, yeah, he's I can see why they reach for him. I still, I still feel like they probably could have just traded down a bit to get him. Um, but still, that, that's that's another topic for another day. Yeah, no, I get that. I mean, there, there's there's that that you know you have your theory of how you set up a draft board and how you use your draft picks, and it's like the fact of the pack, you know, how much value is there in taking the guy I want here as opposed to you know trading down, maybe getting something more, and maybe I still get him, maybe I don't, who knows? But and, and the consensus, I've heard varying things in that. Some people have been like, yeah, you could have gotten him two or three rounds later. But apparently they, you know, there's this idea out there that at least one other team had him in their top 30. So yep. maybe it didn't. I don't know. If you, if you think he's a difference maker long term, depending on your confidence level, maybe you just do it. But but yeah, yeah I, I don't yeah. know. Like I said, he's the kid can shoot. So if you want goal scoring, he's definitely not a bad option. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, exactly. And Marchenko. Yeah, he's he's on another level. I'm really excited about him. Well, and it, it seems to be you kind of wonder how many of these players uh, Yarmo's had in mind for a while, because he mentioned it was a year or two ago, uh, right. When they were still trying to see, I think it might've been last year when they were still having the discussion about, Oh, is, is uh, Panarin going to resign or what's going to happen here? And they were doing all the trades and they asked him about, Oh, is the jackets window closing? And he's like, I, I think our window's just starting to open. Because I think in his mind, he was thinking about all these, you know, the Russians he had coming. He was thinking about PLD and and yeah, Jones and Winberg, or not Winberg, obviously, Wierenski. When Winberg, yeah, the ship sailed on that one. I wish yeah. him all the best in Florida, but it just wasn't working. Nope. And I look forward to all the Florida fans who are like, oh, when he shoots, he's great. Because that, that's what it's been here in Columbus for years now. When he shoots, he's good. All yeah. the other time, but, but he doesn't do that, so... Uh, yeah, uh, failed, failed, failed project. So, so up in Canada, I mean, you, well, you guys already had Thanksgiving weeks ago now, back in early October. Um, I, I mean, do you guys just, just turn on football during the day then? And they're like, Hey, that's cool. that This is on during the day. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it, it's, that's not, that's not really, you know, we don't really watch a lot of football. I mean, hockey, if there is uh, like, depending on what day it is for sure. But I feel like, in Thanksgiving up here, there's there isn't. It's not like over it, where where you are, where it's just you know, it's football. That's football day. That that's not really a thing here. It just Thanksgiving's Thanksgiving, and we we focus on the turkey. And yeah, if if there's hockey on or something like that, great. But yeah, it's a, a bit of a different vibe here. Yeah, yeah. Here it's it's very much a. It, it feels more like it's it's the gateway into the Christmas madness. Totally. And there's there's good in that, and there's there's I mean I'm sure there's some downside in that because there's you know some people look past a holiday or whatnot, but it's there's this I don't know it's it's a, it's a holiday all on its own and kind of a weird I I've always kind of enjoyed it because I like the idea of it's just a day where I'm just expect where essentially all that they expect of me is to eat and watch football. Nobody else expects more of me on that day, so I can just kind of relax and be like ah oh, this is this will be good. Nothing oh, 
Yeah. Oh, there's three kinds of pie. I guess I'll try them all. So, well, Dave, it's, it's been good having a chat. Um, have, have a good one. We'll, we'll hopefully we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, it was great. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks. All right. We just finished a really exciting season of hockey here in Columbus, and the future is bright with all these awesome young players, Pierre-Luc Dubois, Alexander Texier, Liam Foody, Elvis Merce-Lincolns, but now you've got a new problem. How do you get jerseys for these guys? Well, we've got you hooked up. CoolHockey.com slash THPN. And since CoolHockey.com doesn't outsource jerseys for customization like competitors, they're able to offer the best deals, best quality, and pricing and time on your delivery. So remember, when you need a new jersey, CoolHockey.com slash THPN for our exclusive discount there. Remember to use the discount code THPN, CoolHockey.com slash THPN. So I'm going to give this another try. This peppermint porter. Gosh. That's just not good. It's not good. On the other hand, I hope you all have a great Thanksgiving. I recommend you don't drink peppermint porter when you have that Thanksgiving. I'm going to go drink a better beer. To get that one out of my mouth. Again, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. And hopefully the time I talk to you this time next week, which we do plan on doing a show next this next weekend, even though it's Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, hopefully by that time, maybe we have some clarity on when NHL season is going to start. But thank you all. God bless. Go Jackets. Please subscribe to the show. Follow us on Twitter at Jackets Debrief. And thank you for listening.